In today's episode, we look at a clean energy transition in Africa from over 1,300 cities and 130 countries. Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. According to Brickstone Infrastructure Accelerator, the clean energy transition in Africa will increase energy security, create green jobs and support key developing outcomes such as improved healthcare and education whilst curbing the rising carbon emissions and enhancing Africa's resilience to climate change impact. Despite the immense promise of the clean energy transition in Africa, collaborative efforts made towards realizing them, countries have been faced with major challenges hindering the full leverage of the change. Mr. Paul Nduhura, lecturer in the Department of Energy, Science and Technology at Macquarie University Business School, joins us for this episode. The talk about energy transition has been ongoing for, for several years. It's, it just didn't begin today. It started maybe a decade or so ago. Yeah, But the truth is that we haven't seen a lot of movement uh, um, in our country, but also globally speaking. And this has been for various reasons. Uh, first of all, I think to begin with the renewable energy uh, technologies that are being promoted have not always been affordable for the people. Okay, uh, in developed countries, we always uh, hear that oh, many people are em- embracing, let's say, solar PV technologies or wind technologies, but of course, this is in the context of their economic development, the level of their economic development. Most people there can already afford them, but when you come today in Uganda, where a big percentage of the population still has lives below the poverty line. And I think this is up to 30% um, or maybe 25 to 30%. If they still live below the poverty line, it means these people cannot afford um, a solar panel, even if it is a bit cheaper uh, than it used to be, it's still maybe not within their their reach uh, of affordability. So in that case, you find that um, there's still a big need for uh, supporting such kinds of people to make sure that they are able to afford these, these services. I know that there are some initiatives that are ongoing in terms of developing uh, financing mechanisms, uh, business models that enable such uh, people that, that can't afford to be able to afford these resources. Uh, but I think we still need to put in a lot of effort in that line. Uh, beyond the affordability issue, um, there are also challenges with regulation and policy support, um, but especially for the last mile uh, and decentralized renewable energy energy solutions. Now, with regard to that, I think the main issue has been on, on the standards. Okay, uh, The issue that we have seen, especially with solar products, is that many people are complaining that these uh, solar products that they purchase sometimes uh, do not deliver value for money. So you buy a solar product that you expect to serve you for maybe five, ten years with with good lighting and and good uh, good uh, amount of energy, but you realize that the performance of such a system uh, is is not as you expected. Maybe within the first year, it's already not able to deliver enough energy that, uh, that you expected. So that is still an issue. We need to develop our. Um, our standardization mechanisms, our, our market surveillance mechanisms so that we are able to track where these products are coming from, what quality are they, um, and also ensure that the people that bring them here are able to go through the right channels uh, to make sure that the products are approved and of good quality. 
lastly, I think one aspect that is still a very, very big hindrance is um, the technical expertise that is required to operate and maintain these systems is still largely lacking. If I bought my solar panel today, and for whatever reason, uh, it wasn't functioning very well, or it's, it's not giving me the required amount of energy, I always need to reach out to someone who is qualified that can be able to, to, sort, to sort out the problem, whatever it may be. Uh, but you find that it's not easy to always find these people that are knowledgeable to maintain, to maintain uh, let's say, solar system. So I would really think there's still a big gap in that line. And it's my hope that more effort will continue to be put in, at least that renewable energy technicians are maybe... At the parish level, we see today the parish development model uh, being promoted by the government, uh, but we don't see yet a lot of uh, a lot of interventions with regard to energy access. Maybe this is one of the areas where it could be that um, renewable energy technicians can be supported and placed at the parish model, so that whoever has challenges with you know their energy system, especially the solar systems, uh, can access this expertise and be helped, you know, to maintain to maintain their system. And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Gross foreign exchange reserves in South Africa increased to $61.72 billion in November from $60.93 billion in the previous month. It's the first increase in foreign exchange reserves since July and the biggest amount in three months amid increases in the U.S. dollar gold price and valuation adjustments due to foreign currency and asset price movements. The increase was partially offset by the foreign exchange payments made on behalf of the government. And a quick trip around Africa, the Central Bank of Botswana slashed its benchmark interest rate by 25 basis points to 2.4% during its meeting held in December, pushing borrowing costs to the lowest since July of 2022. Policymakers said it saw scope to ease monetary policy as inflation was projected to stay within its target range. Headline inflation fell slightly to 3.1% in October from 3.2% in September within the central bank's preferred range of 3 to 6%. Meanwhile, the economy is projected to operate below capacity in the medium term and thus not generate any inflationary pressures. Africa Development Bank Group President Akinumi Adesina says Africa could lose as much as $25 billion annually due to the European Union's new carbon border tax hurting the continent's trade by penalizing value-added exports such as iron and fertilizers. EU's carbon border adjustment mechanism is a tax on carbon-intensive goods such as fertilizers, cement, iron, steel and aluminum imported into the region. It's meant to encourage companies to adopt better clean energy technology and prevent production of carbon-rich goods outside the EU. Adesina notes that with Africa's energy deficit and reliance mainly on fossil fuels, especially diesel, the implication is that Africa will be forced to export raw commodities again into Europe, which will further cause deindustrialization. The annual inflation rate in Rwanda declined to 9.4% in November 2023 from 12.9% in the previous month. It's the lowest inflation rate since March of 2022, with food and non-alcoholic beverage prices rising the least since April 2022, mainly due to a slowdown in vegetable prices. Simultaneously, prices advanced softer for transport, alcoholic beverages, tobacco and narcotics amid a faster fall in housing prices. Meanwhile, prices continue to increase for education, restaurants and hotels, miscellaneous goods and services, clothing and footwear. 
Monthly consumer prices fell by 1.8% in November, the first decline in five months after a 0.8% rise in the previous month. In Egypt, the annual urban inflation rate decreased for the second straight month to a six-month low of 34.6% in November from 35.8% in October after hitting a record high in September of 38% remaining significantly above the upper limit of the central bank's target range of 5 to 9% but below market forecast of 34.8%. The reading came amid a slowdown in food inflation to a six-month low. Monthly, consumer prices rose by 1.3, accelerating from a 1% rise in October, which was the softest in 14 months. Meanwhile, Egypt's annual core inflation rate, which excludes volatile items such as food, slowed to a 10-month low of 35.9% in November, down from 38.1% in October. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit the website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Withadome.